Hey, hi, and welcome everyone. This is Eternal Present uh, channel, and we are here to really go deeper into the uh, beautiful aspects of frequency in our lives, how our minds, bodies, uh, emotions, everything is made out of frequency, and we are really here to uh, bring more information and just the sweet reflections, insights of how to come home to that awareness deeper. So then we get to really know what kind of frequencies we're sending out and how we're creating our future from, from the present moment. And it's my honor to be here with Melinda Molnar. We are both working with frequency uh, in a very deep somatic way. Uh, my name is Sanni Bakkonen. And uh, yeah, Melinda, what, what are we focusing on today? Hello, Sunny. Thank you for that introduction. And yet, so interesting. The minute you start talking, there's this excitement that's coming right away. Like, we have an opportunity to unpack this humongous subject and something that it's really just coming into our awareness. And we're using the words more and more often. So, some of the questions that people might ask, some of the questions that I've had when uh, I started this journey is, when and how does spirit enter the body? Mm. Wow, that's a super beautiful question. Yes, absolutely. Um, the spirit uh, and body is one of the most fascinating uh, topics that we can even speak about today, because there's so much change happening in that. Uh, in the, say, the last 10 years or so, uh, there's been almost like this trend in the healing world to have a lot of like, say, out-of-body experiences. And of course, people have had out-of-body ex experiences throughout the history, uh, but there's almost like this uh, desire to go and look for these out-of-body experiences and coming into this, like, I'm not my body experience and also going into the higher states, which has become more available for people as the entire human collective is, the frequency is raising of the human collective. So um, people tend to reach into those higher states. And now what happens when somebody leaves their body? And I know this, for example, I, I trained myself, leave my body. I call it the astral traveling at the time. This was many, many in the very beginning of my, my journey. And I literally taught my spirit to leave through my third eye center here that is called the third eye center and leave my body at night when I was falling asleep. And I was literally like turning back and looking at my sleeping body. And I had my spirit body with me and I just started walking into these different realities because I was, it was totally unlimited. I was, I could walk through the walls and go wherever I went. And now this is how I see this today. Like, yes, that's pretty cool. And people would be like, wow, like, what did you see? And where did you go? And that's how I was in those states too. Um, but it's actually really distorting to do that. Uh, and, and after this call, you're going to really understand why uh, it is distorting to leave the body that way behind. Um, so what is really important is that spirit and body can weave together to become one unit which requires your body's frequency to go higher. Because say the physical body, like your bones are the heaviest density that we have in this human body. It's still frequency, you know, and it's sci scientifically proven as well. Many different traditions, uh, like uh, East, East and West, that when we put them, uh, break down the atoms and particles into smaller and smaller pieces, we just find what is called the God particle and like, what is the frequency and vibration behind it? 
um, and all these beautiful indigenous uh, ways of understanding life that everything is a song. You know, this, this wonderful, beautiful Cher Cherokee elder many, many years back sat with me in the forest and said, like, everything here has a song. And now I understand it through the frequency work. It's a frequency. You know, there's a sound, uh, sound wave to absolutely everything. Uh, and so the spirit operates in that the frequency uh, reality. And the spirit also operates in the space that is not bound by the linear time. And now when the physical density, our body is in the linear time here, that's the question that you were really asking, like, when does the spirit enter in the body? Uh, and so uh, really important piece, and we've touched this really briefly in another call uh, on other interview uh, session, is that we also have something that is binding the spirit and body, and it is our soul. Okay, and people oftentimes speak about uh, soul and spirit interchangeably, like they are the same thing, but they are actually completely two different things if you look at it on a frequency level. And now, so the spirit would be the aspect of you that is completely timeless and operating from the everlasting or eternal realm. And soul is connected to the linear time. It is your personality here on earth. It is your personal blueprint. Uh, it is where you have memories beyond even say this lifetime. Sometimes uh, there's this uh, emotional and mental bodies are also included to the soul. Your free will as a human beings at the soul level as well. So soul is almost like this window and bridge for the spirit to become able to become embodied and for the the body's frequency to raise to meet the spirit as well, right? Uh, and so when there is like the time of conception in this lifetime for you, it will be just before the time of conception when you enter into your body. Uh, and even when you don't have a body yet, because you're just about to get in and start, you know, developing the body in the mother's womb, but you already enter into your body's consciousness at the just before the, the time of conception, because that's when the spirit enters in the linear time. There's like time stamp. This is your coordinate in space and time in this lifetime. And you, you uh, arrive into that space and plant your, your spirit into that space. And that's where the spirit is starting to take form in the body, coming into the physical form. And then the soul is developing already there. Okay. Soul is uh, an interesting piece because soul also carries information from the past times, but it gets like it again, it's like the bridge in between the spirit to become embodied. So already in the mother's womb, we would have the soul level consciousness as well. Oh my gosh, like I have chills. This is so exciting uh, for me and I hope for a lot of people because this is really information that you can just turn the tv on and and mm -hmm. look for it and uh so let, let me come back to this a little bit more refine this for for even wider understanding so before conception right spirit yeah. is ready and knowing there is a conception that is to happen here there's a physical body that is going to happen here for me Yes, that's that's also a very interesting time piece because a lot of people look at conception as well. I didn't know five minutes ago that I was going to 
do the act that would then bring a baby. That pre-knowing of the spirit, can you touch on that part? Yes, so this is where it gets a little tricky to understand with mind fully. And I really, uh, I want to uh, vocalize this in a way that you can have a direct revelation. So if you're listening to this, that you can just really, because uh, you, you cannot really understand it by just listening to other person's understanding of it, because it has to be like, oh, I get it, even though I don't get it with my mind, but you get it with your spirit, right? So, and this is like, when we do frequency work, which we're also sharing this container here with Melinda, if you're in this container, it, it, it is like this really fruitful atmosphere for you to have these direct revelations in your unique way, right? Um, so because the spirit is not necessarily operating in the linear time, there is no such thing that knowing ahead of time, right? Because this other, there, there is no ahead of time. There is no even future and there's no past. There's just eternal and everlasting realms. And when I say eternal and everlasting, there are also two different things in, uh, in the, on the, from the frequency point of view. When I say eternal, I'm referring to the absolute source, living God, uh, that, there, that wasn't created. Because if that would have been created, there would have been something before it. So it wouldn't be eternal, right? So this is something that the mind cannot really understand. Well, there has to be a beginning, right? But this, this goes beyond our understanding as humans. There is, there is a, a dimension and a place of eternal where all of creations come from. All the universes, everything comes from that space. All the realities, billions of different realities all come from that space. And then there's an everlasting realm that has multiple different dimensions in it too. But as, as like a whole simple way thinking about everlasting is something that has a beginning, but doesn't have an end. Okay. So for example, uh, a template of a human, uh, a human spirit, we have uh, a beginning. We were created from eternal. So we have a beginning, but we don't have an end. So that's what I mean when I'm like, uh, I sometimes just call them the E realms, like the eternal and everlasting realms. Like that's where we, we come from. So I just wanted to break that a little bit. So now think about your spirit uh, coming from eternal and existing in everlasting realm. You have a, a human blueprint in you. And, and so, and then you also have your unique spirit, right? And I was like, people would be like, well, how does the spirit, how, how is spirit unique? Uh, if say, think about like the soul is the personality one, the, what makes us like a very specific personalities based on our story and how we operate here. But already before that kind of earthly personality, you do have a spirit blueprint, which makes you just like a, say a snowflakes are all unique. Every single human face or eye or fingerprint is completely unique. That kind of uniqueness is already existing in the spirit. Right. So you have a unique blueprint already as a spirit before even the soul starting to manifest this like personality on earth. Right. And, and so I forgot where we're going. What was the question? Can you repeat that? The, <laughs> the spirit knowing that, an in, that a right. body is to. That's right. Okay. Yes. So there is, yeah. So there is uniqueness in the spirit that is already existing in a space that uh, where you say as a spirit, you are, 
simultaneously everywhere in your past and everywhere in your future. And, and that's, again, another thing that doesn't make sense. So it's not necessary that the soul, uh, the spirit is thinking ahead of time that I'm going to go into that body. It's more that the spirit is already in the eternal resources where absolutely everything is already done in a way, or the potential for it is, uh, is, is existing there. So now this even breaks the, when somebody really understands the spirit identity, it even pulls you out of the reincarnation cycle because it's the soul that reincarnates. Spirit doesn't reincarnate. Spirit is already into all of the possible timelines that there would ever be and uh, almost like the lifetime. So it, it really doesn't make much sense, but I'm going to share this experience real quickly. I had this really powerful moment where um, I was in the zero point. We've been speaking about eternal presence and zero point. And then everywhere where I looked, there was this window that opened up. It was like the wheel of, it was spinning, this wheel of time. And when I just focused on that, the wheel stopped and it opened up this window into a different reality, into a different space-time reality. And it was happening everywhere around me. There was nowhere where I couldn't place my my eyes that that window wouldn't open up so it was just absolutely in every single inch of the physical reality there was a window spinning was his eyes open this was uh, my eyes open yeah yes and now what was happening is that that was a teaching that came to me from eternal is that this is how important it is for you to be knowing your coordinate because if you're even one inch off you would be literally like in this other realities something in you would be existing in these other realities and in a way the spirit is everywhere at at the same time right but if the soul gets uh spread into these different realities through these different windows and which so many people's souls are spread over time which is like we carry old old traumas ancestral traumas in the system something in you is still in the 1600s right uh, so that that's when it gets dangerous if the soul is spread through all these different realities. And what was the teaching for me was that I needed to be extremely present in the zero point because I was able to put my head through those realities and then come back like this. And now if I would have walked through, I would literally die from my physical body. That's how that's how intense it was the experience. And my husband, even he realized and he was like, do not go, do not walk anywhere. Just be here with me. And like I had my like eyes looking in all these different directions. And there was some really distorted realities, extremely dark realities. And then there was these realities that seemed like paradise. So it's like looking at through these windows. I was looking, seeing all the details like, yes, this woman is knitting somewhere back in like the middle ages or doing this handicraft stuff and like all the details were there, diff like literally a different location in space and time. And so when the spirit comes into a soul, it is essential into a soul and body. It is essential to know your location because otherwise it, there's this um, like, uh, if we don't know who we are as a spirit in the body, we may start um, identifying as a soul and almost like be lost in this infinite realities and space-time timelines, right? Uh, and that's what it means like when soul needs help and soul needs uh, retrieval, the soul needs homecoming, soul needs healing. It is because it is the soul that is literally like it's this wanderer that is 
on this infinite field of possibilities. And, and now what is really important is that as we know our coordinate deeper in the body, your spirit can become embodied instead of getting spread into like this soul level identity. I don't know if that's um, really clear way to explain it, but this is the best way to try to explain something that is not possible to talk about really <laughs> with linear mind. <laughs> Yes, I, I understood everything you said because uh -huh. I've been in, in this work also. And yes, it, it's just so much information. And uh, like you said, it's it's beyond the mind's understanding. So this is where it comes in. You bring in your other senses as to, okay, then how else does this information can enter my system and understand? And, and for me, it's it's the feeling. And I, I think a lot of people, they're, they're in the feeling world all the impacts and oh it's going into the the next subject that that um we talked about yesterday but i want to bring it back to here because this is really juicy and um there's still so much to unpack okay so you said that when the spirit is lining up with the soul and with the body upon conception is it lined up exactly into the zero point that's a really good question. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so this is, so children are, children are extremely present, right? Anybody who has children would know this, like the, you know, as babies and, you know, the mother spending time and father spending time with babies, there's just this, there's like nothing else happening, just this deep, deep, deep presence that is there. And you could just stay there forever. Time is passing that way. So the babies are extremely present, just like say in nature, trees are extremely present. Tree wouldn't, would never have an identity crisis of like, I don't know who I am and which timeline I live in. It's always here, right? It's always knows what the, what's the best, most efficient way to function in this moment is. So babies are the same. So yes, during the time of conception, what happens is that spirit enters through, you can think of it almost like these layers uh, going through different veils, which there's also something that is called the veil of forgetting, which means that for you to be able to exist in this physical density, uh, there needs to be a, a level of forgetting happening. Because now think about it in a way, if somebody is like, um, somebody's completely, completely understanding the vastness of the spirit and say God's mind, and, and it's just something that we can't even try to put into any kind of box, right? A human mind needs some kind of definition to be able to understand it. So completely undefined, completely infinite, vast, absolutely eternal. Uh, you couldn't, at least so far, humans haven't been able to operate as an individuals here. Uh, and so for that, we need uh, in the physical density. And it is because of the, some of the physical laws that are in place here on earth to be able to bring the higher frequency into this density, which is quite magic. You know, it's like an incredible thing uh, to be able to do that. And to be able to exist here in this density, there has to be a level of almost like, I'm going to give out some of that knowing of the infinite so that I can exist as a separate individual if that makes sense. So that's what it means to come through that, like the veil of forgetting. And it's honestly for your good, because if somebody would know the grandness of God or eternal, you would literally cease to exist. 
it's not possible where we are right now in the in the collective timeline so to say it's not possible to exist knowing all of eternal right uh, and be a separate human being uh, and so that's why it is important this this journey as you said melinda the journey of the spirit into the body uh, is to um slowly begin so when you know your your body physical body is forming in the in the womb of a mother and then you come out into this world you are the latest rendition of the human being at that time so latest rendition of your family lineage men women um, something in between even there's all these chromosome uh, changes happening these days as well um, so but you are the latest rendition in your family lineage and then from there, you will start, uh, because you are in a world of conditioning, you will start referring to yourself get by the feedback and what you see, the, the physical senses of hearing, feeling, seeing, all these different physical senses, smelling. And then we'll, you'll start, we will all start to identify who we are here uh, as, as human individual, right? And so what oftentimes happens is that children will start to copy based frequencies from their parents. Now, if there's a parent that is carrying, uh, say a heavy lack, lack pattern from the family lineage, wherever it started from, right? Their soul is still carrying it here. There hasn't been a real a realization or revelation of it to release it, but it's still running in the system. And this is like, as long as we're humans, we have these, these patterns to deal with, right? One or the other way. and. Now the child goes like, well, my mom has been here for longer, um, so she must know how to really function here on earth. So let me copy paste that frequency. And here they are getting also the lack pattern in their system, right? So this is why a human history has been repeating itself. And now the exciting thing is that we're entering into a time where that is no longer, like there is this... Um, disturbing forces happening, which is coming from a more and more people awakening into eternal presence and liberating themselves from the past. And that causes this second thing of like this stream of disturbance that goes and breaks that kind of copy pasting so that children are no longer just blindly taking in the patterns that of their parents. There is this deeper soul and spirit level discernment that is happening. And the more the parents are also becoming free of their package, then they can transmit success frequencies to their children, right? Um, so think about, for example, being a child and learning how to handle money, that being extremely wealthy and prosperous in this world is the easiest thing that there is. Imagine if you got that kind of frequency pattern from the beginning in all the different ways. Example that your parents are ex like living mental, emotional attitudes and all these different things that make us humans. This child would never ever live in lack of any kind. It's just a straightforward, like a programming, right? right? And, and because the prosperity beyond what we can even understand here, prosperity as deeper inner fulfillment that you're totally taken care of, that is already inbuilt the children because that's where the spirit comes from. And so now keeping that window and the connection between spirit and body strong for the children is the key. It is the most important thing that we can do as parents to teach them about this frequency awareness things. Like you don't have to pick up this pattern. You are generating literally your future from this moment. Those are super simple things. I'm having these conversations about frequency mechanics with my 10 year old 
Well, she's actually 11 year old niece. She's getting it. I'm having deep conversations with her. She's like calling me like, so how has it been for you? Like, have you been with the spirit today? She's asking this kind of questions like, yeah, I have been with the spirit today. And this is our code language for like speaking about the eternal realms. And she's really getting it. And it's so important to, and she's someone who she sees ahead of time what's about to happen. She sees visions about future and then it always comes to, to pass. So, so many children have these abilities because when you are fully present, you're actually kind of, you're, you're seeing also to your future and to your past from the presence. You're not the victim of the past anymore. You can literally foresee what's about to happen and then you can take the shape of it, start taking action to prepare for the future, right? Uh, and this is something that sounds like, well, that's only for the psychic people, but no, this is our very nature. And this is where we are heading as humanity. We are all starting to expand our sensory experiences the more our spirits become embodied. Wow, just so much, uh, so many golden nuggets in there. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let me see what I want to touch on in there. Okay, so when when babies are born, and it's yes. it's obvious, I'm sure to a lot of people, I know for me that that, uh, that they're so present. And they start to take their conditionings from the parents. And I see that too. I see a lot of my, you know, just some pictures too, that when a baby is born, and then by age one and two and three, and you start to see that shift in their eyes, they don't even have to say a word, you can see it in their eyes. So where does then the soul of, of that individual comes in together with the conditionings? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can think of it in a way that the soul and spirit are inseparable. Um, soul is very much like, it's almost like it's part of your spirit ident uh, part of your spirit body because you couldn't experience your spirit without the soul. So if you think about soul, it's like your, the nervous system of your spirit body without a nervous system in your body, you wouldn't be able to feel anything. You wouldn't be able to have any physical senses. You wouldn't be able to speak, do absolutely anything in this world. So that's the soul. It's like the nervous system, nervous system that, and just like the nervous system, nervous system is deeply connected to the, the time of what has happened. So say if there is an impulse, like a situation happening and it creates a sensation feeling in your body, it is the nervous system that is alarming the system. If it's, this is like something dangerous, or if this is a pleasure, this is like way to go forward or let's go the other way. Right. Um, so it's a very, very high level nervous system that your soul is spread in the time. But now, again, as we've spoken before, just briefly, it is so important that the soul is underneath the spirit instead of like leading with the soul, because that's when we get confused. There's confusion, uh, identity crisis, insecurities, fears, all of this stuff comes because literally those, those timelines where the soul is reaching uh, and connecting to, they become like, they start overriding your present moment. We never want to do that. We want to have it other way around your, your present moment identity, the spirit needs to override the, the history and the future timelines, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, the soul is the one that makes us really human, like uh, that allows us to experience this human life. 
again, we didn't, if we didn't have soul, we couldn't experience uh, this being a human. We couldn't experience it in the, in the physical reality at all. So that's where it is. So you can think of it in a way that as the spirit, including the soul, the spirit is coming into the body and starting to like the physical body is starting to form. The soul is already there. And then the soul is the one that is starting to refer and condition and identify in this world. Right. And, and so the most important thing there is to say, for example, teach the teach children of what mind is. And again, even like adults, this is never too late. This kind of revelation is never too late. No matter what kind of history you've had, it's never too late. Um, to understand what your mind is, because so many people refer to themselves through their mind. Like, like, who is this mysterious identity that I have this I, I see, I experience, I think, I thought, you know, all these different things. Well, who is the I? The I is happening at the soul level, right? Uh, the I that you are here in this world is happening at the soul level. The true I beyond the time, beyond even your conception is your spirit, right? And that's where people oftentimes speak about the true nature and your, say, the earthly nature, right? Uh, and so what is really important is to know, the, know what mind is that, and you are not only limited to mind. Mind is, mind is the servant of your spirit, not other way around. So whatever thoughts and beliefs are happening in your system, whatever even feelings you have, you're not even that. You are beyond that as a spirit, but then you are experiencing this life through those feelings and thoughts and beliefs, right? And teaching children to understand that they always have the control beyond their mind is the most important thing that we can teach. Because otherwise, the, there are certain, like, say, energies that will start to control the children through their minds if they are not controlling their minds. Something else will be controlling their minds. This is a huge, huge issue in this world of manipulation. Social media, all this stuff, there's so much manipulation that it's just starting to control people's minds, right? So the most important thing that we can give to the next generation is to teach them to control their minds, to understand who they really are in relation to their own mind. Because that's where nothing else can start coming and take over your sovereign being, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, let me see inside me, there's this new question I wanna ask and I wanna go back to this one for, for one more second. Uh, and I think I, I, I will, because I, I know people who are in this situation. So let's see, your soul throughout the lifetimes, we're just going to pick one event, has experienced um, a very traumatic death. And that's through water. Mm -hmm. Okay, So there was a drowning. So the soul carries that information. So mm -hmm. when the child comes into embodiment with that um, with that imprint and already has that, and then there's a cultural conditioning that's coming around or a, a familial conditioning that's coming around that constantly says to that child, do not go near water because you could drown. Mm -hmm. Did the past experience of the soul call in to be born in that family that's reinforcing 
Are they two totally separate things just happening to meet at the same time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or the child would not remember what's in the soul, although that's not what I believe, but I'll ask the question. And it's the fam family that gave the idea, the conditioning, and now the child lives from that. Because it seems that there's an awful lot of conditionings and misbeliefs happening, either brought from the past, from all over the place, and also the family and the country culture that you're born into. Yeah. So there is almost like this... Um... Okay, this is a really fascinating topic. So there's this thing called like the frequency match, which is that, say, so think about a family lineage. If there has been some kind of um, abuse happening, there has to be obviously the abused, the victim, and then the abuser that has been like, it's always like these two factors that are coming together. So, uh, and that's like kind of heavy, heavy example, but that you could think of that with everything. Uh, absolutely everything, there is this, the two sides of it, so to say. And so um, how we resonate those, um, those uh, matches happen. So even like think about the, the soul level, if there's a certain kind of resonance, like say this in this example, like uh, trauma with water and drowning, um, they, the children's soul could be born into a, a lineage where also that kind of pattern is happen, uh, is existing because what frequencies do just like an ecosystem in nature, it creates an atmosphere, right? Frequencies create an atmosphere. So the souls would go in the atmosphere, atmospheres way where they would belong as a resonant level, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now there is other kinds of children too. Uh, and this, again, like this doesn't make anybody any better than anybody else. It just simply, we all have, we're all serving here, this mysterious eternal purpose, which may not be really clear in our whole lifetime of what the whole fullness of it is, because it includes absolute entire existence, right? Why are we even here in the first place, right? These kind of questions. So, <laughs> so now there are, there are those who have a mission those souls who have a mission to come in the family lineages and create a chaos, meaning that they come in, say you, you may have had uh, a certain really strong abuse pattern happening in the, or say a traumatic experience with water happening in the family lineage and repeating, sometimes maybe hopping over a generation, but then again, somehow continuing to exist in the system. Now there is this like a, a soul that comes in and it's like puts the foot down. I'm not going to take this forward. I'm going to be a completely a black sheep of the family. Right. And this is you would this would be a person who's like the only one. They're all wondering, like, did this come out of us? Like this doesn't this child just doesn't belong here at all. Right. So <laughs> these are the kind of souls that come. They seem like they don't even belong to the family lineage because they are here on a mission to break the spells in a way and break those frequency patterns and just reset a whole new template for the generation to come forward. Or say, if they don't get children on their own, like be the example for other children. So, um, and there's a lot of, a lot of that kind of individuals um, in this world, which has been also creating this like, almost like loneliness because you're totally, you know, the black sheep of the family 
and and then oftentimes this kind of individuals they they leave and they find their spiritual family elsewhere right and i know that so many who's listening to this can can relate to this like yep i've had to find my soul family elsewhere it doesn't mean that we wouldn't love our family you know blood family but there are there there there's a good kind of chaos uh, and there's there's been happening a lot of that good kind of chaos in the world also kind of terrifying chaos right also on a collective levels but all of this is to help to shake up the containers so that we can finally be free from the past and start to create uh, the future from this space and now uh, a child who would understand uh, understand somewhere deep down of who they are as a spirit which children immaculately do understand this uh, it's just when they almost like unlearn it. They, they learn to think otherwise, right? Where it happens. So when a child is understanding who they are as a spirit, even if they would have a traumatic experience with water, they it may get triggered, but they would know how to actually strengthen from that experience and use it for the growth instead of say, uh, going into a panic and like not going near to the water anymore, like which would be holding them back from actually being free here, right? So I don't know if that makes sense. It's like absolutely anything that has happened, no matter how traumatic it is, we can uh, at the spirit and soul level, we can learn how to use it for the growth uh, instead of become the victim of it, right? So then the way that translates for me is then coming into this specific lifetime, there is a spirit agreement that, okay, this time we're going to change that. Um. Yes and no. And um, <laughs> so the way that I speak about spirit agreement, I speak of it more as like um, a wind behind your sails, like that you have a right to be serving the eternal purpose. Instead of thinking about exactly like what the spirit agreement, like I have all these like detailed missions that I'm here to do, right? The spirit agreement is more like you have a right to live in this very fulfilled life so, because you need to live in fulfillment and prosperity in order to serve the eternal purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how I, and I wanted to just like clarify that. That's how I speak about spirit agreement. So sometimes people get really tangled, but while like, well, I don't know my spirit agreement. I don't know what I'm here to do. And they are missing that that is happening in the present moment. People are looking for that so much outside uh, like the spiritual seeking that they never find, right? And and while the spirit agreement is actually happening in the eternal presence right now, while we are looking, right? So that's why you can think about like the spirit agreement as like, if you lost everything else, you would have that last piece of paper that you put on a table, like, I have a right to be here and I have a right to be successful in what I'm doing. It doesn't even matter what it is, what you're doing, but you have the right to be successful. This is, this is like what I cons consider a spirit agreement. It is the spirit agreement when spirit becomes embodied, that's your spirit agreement, right? Otherwise you wouldn't even be here if you didn't have that. And now, now the, what you're referring to, which is some people could speak to that as spirit agreement, are more like the spiritual gifts and uh, say your unique dharma or mission, your life work here, right? Like, well, what is it exactly? Is there something specific that I'm here to do? And somebody can only realize that and know what it is by becoming embodied 
that the spirit becomes embodied in the eternal presence. Because that is literally your access to Akashic records, to all the information through everlasting realms and uh, eternal realms. You would have all the information that you need because you're finally in the right place on the map. You're not spread like part of my soul is in Africa and part of my soul is in, in America and part of my soul is in New Zealand but you're right here where you are. And then you can travel to all those different countries and places on the physical reality, but you're never leaving, you know, your center and eternal presence. That's when somebody actually will start serving their eternal purpose. That's when their say mission and Dharma comes online through that. So when people get tangled, like what is my Dharma and life work? That's not the right question. The right question would be to ask how can I become so present that I receive what is already there for me in eternal right yes let me reword this a little bit so the spirit agreement it's pretty much the gift of life you have the right yes absolutely and um okay so this that most of us um, are all over the place, right? So mm -hmm. our souls are all over the place. So we came into this circus and trying to find out what, what do I do here? How does one bring all of themselves to right here, right now into this present moment? When you say right here, because a lot of people would think, oh, then I'm just gonna think I'm right here. Mm -hmm. right using the mind but how do you collect all of your pieces into right here mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing is that when you become fully present in your body you don't actually have to continue to collect you it's just like if you think about a magnet you know a magnet that when it, it's just like everything just is the, it just you just become whole in like half a second and that's, again, so many people don't believe that that's possible, right? And, and then we continue like, okay, I did this, this healing piece over here. And then I have this other one. And I've been working with this for so long. I'm just going to put that for a rest. I need to rest from the shadow work. And right. So that's like still happening in this consciousness where the work is never ending. But the true, say, eternal presence, you can become whole in half a second like that. It's fascinating and i see this with these clients all the time when people really get the revelation and this is another thing that you know how many times have you heard that in your life just be present carpe diem and all this you know whatever these cliches that we are throwing out well if somebody's really catching that in that moment just hearing be present and if they really catch that in that moment there would literally be nothing else that they would need to ever do in their life because they become whole in that moment and then they start to operate that from that whole space. And now it's really important to have the patience and understanding uh, that this, you know, this, even this idea about, well, I'm not there. Uh, like I, I don't experience that in my life. That's already creating a separation from the eternal presence. You see, like your mind is the number one place where we get out of time that pulls you out of the presence. So again, like continuing to know this, your thoughts, 
And if you even think of that kind of like deep presence and fulfillment, and if you think that it's somewhere out there, but I'm not there, that's already creating the separation. So starting to reframe your mind, your thoughts in that way, is that that connection is here, whether I felt it or not. And as you start recognizing that you're always in it already, and just start to hone it in. And the mind is sometimes extremely stubborn. You know, I've been there myself too. And I continue to reframe certain old things. And, um, uh, but there is almost like there's like this level. I didn't like to speak about levels really because it's like creates comparison oftentimes in the mind. But you can think of it like there's this like higher crowned level when somebody enters that you're good to go because you, you will never ever leave the eternal present anymore, even with your mind. And so that, that happened to me eventually. I worked with it for about um, a year and a half, I believe. I was detoxing so much of false identities and just letting go of things and continuing to do this like deeper frequency level work with that, like helping to release it from the DNA. Um, and then there was just this, this time when I just realized like I'm completely anchored in the eternal presence. And now I operate from there. And that doesn't mean that there's no challenges in my life anymore. Absolutely not. But it means that every single challenge that comes strengthens me instead of weakens me, right? Uh, and so how to do that, the number one piece is uh, starting to reframe those thoughts that have been pulling you out of the presence. And it, the deep presence doesn't mean that you wouldn't have any thoughts, okay? That's a great illusion that is, you know, people talk about that, like just have no thoughts, well, you're a human, right? Thoughts are great and wonderful tool, but they need to come from the eternal presence, not from some other place, somebody's else ideas, etc. And and by really starting to know this, those like what if you could record your mind, right? If you could record your mind, if sometimes you write it down on a paper, what will my what what does my mind say all day? And start noticing, like, okay, that's where I'm unconsciously. I'm thinking like I'm creating the separation between the fulfillment and prosperity and health and whatever it is that you're looking for that is in this present moment already available for me in eternal. Remember your spirit is already there. Your spirit already has it. Your, your spirit literally, or if you can imagine it, your spirit is already there in that reality. So just starting to reframe that idea that you're, you're not there needs to shift in your thinking. Uh, and then when you can start speaking out loud those confirming say if you reframe some kind of belief and then speak it out loud you really help to cover also your physical body your soul and the spirit um, all the way through and then the other one is uh, noticing why you ha might have disassociated from your body okay and this is extremely um, sensitive topic for those who have uh, say physical abuse uh, in their body or emotional mental that is reacting in the body. Um, but just noticing where, you know, we have consciously or unconsciously left or disassoci disassociated from body, right? And so I had uh, a, a long period of time where I just stopped doing all the practices that took me out of body, undoing all the spiritual practices and substances and whatever that would have left, like would have created like that I left my body and I started training to go into the higher spaces in my body by raising the frequency of my body. And that's absolutely hundred percent better than any like 
any other way that I've ever experienced to do it with your body, not leave the body to higher states, but go to the higher states with your body. It's incredible and stay there, right? Um, so the body awareness is we, uh, I, I know you, you may also speak about the spatial referencing is, is a really uh, wonderful, and I have this free uh, meditations where I walk through that um, on SoundCloud station too, but it's really briefly but like you become really aware where the crown is touching your body and where the ceiling is above you, noticing um, that there is this space in between the ceiling and the crown of your head. And then you would notice that there's furniture, a wall on either side of your body, something behind you, something physical behind you and in front of you. And you start noticing the space in between your body and the physical objects, right? And this helps to like really bring your coordinates in. Because then if your eyes are closed and you can feel that there's this physical objects in every direction, it will help you to know where you are when you go into a higher frequencies uh, dimensions, higher possibilities where there is no anything physical to refer to. But then because you've trained to know your coordinate, again, you would not lose yourself in those higher states. So um, that's, um, that's really a, a key piece over there. And um, yeah, I think that's all that I want to say right now uh, on that topic. Melinda, I think I may have lost you here. Okay, there, there she went. I guess that's the end of that's the end of this uh, this call right now. Um, so we're gonna come in and spot, uh, speak deeper about uh, the feeling body uh, impacts those who feels other people's feelings easy, like who easily pick up other people's frequencies, etc. Um, so we're gonna go deeper into this, uh, say sensitivity and where there is um, there's a huge difference between being say a higher frequency being uh, bad versus being empathic being who takes everybody's else stuff on them right totally two different things so uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper into that as well and thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you soon again and thank you Melinda <laughs> she dropped out but that's the end of this this session then okay bye